There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Matt. And I just wanted to jump up top here and deliver some news. The first, listen to this. Bowen Yang returns to the podcast next week. My sister returneth. We open our arms in gratitude and welcome (laughs) my sister. She's here again. Lost culturistas. Yeah, feels right. Also, this episode, Marimba Spirit with Zane Phillips. Let's talk about her for a sec. This was recorded prior to the Screen Actors Guild declaring that we're going on strike, and it was promotional at the time. What I've done is I've gone and I've removed all promotional aspects of this episode, any uh, projects that Zane and I have been in together, anything that he was promoting at the time of the strike is out of here. So why, you may ask? Well, that is because as part of the strike, we will not be promoting anything that we're doing going forward if that project is related to or connected to or promoting or helping a struck company. It's an important distinction until a fair deal is given to us and uh, anyone that is on this podcast will not be promoting anything. And that will continue for as long as it needs to quite frankly. Of course, the podcast will continue, but the structure of it and the way that our guests and Bowen and I will be talking about culture will just be a little bit different in ways that we'll get into when Bowen gets back next week. But I didn't want to hold this episode back entirely because it's such a lovely discussion and Zane is such a special person to me. So I'm giving it to you. And then later on, the great news is we have a bonus episode with the man. So I want you to sit back. I want you to enjoy this one and know that Bowen Bowen is back in all his glory next week. Marimba Spirit with Zane Phillips starts now. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. My oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling, or La Culturista, as we're doing lately one voice shining in the darkness and i know what you're thinking as you're listening to this wow that's a tenor that's a tenor right there and i can confirm it's not as high as it was in 2017 
which I find out every year when I go to tour my Christmas show and I realize I wrote it for a woman um, and I have what's very much a man's voice nowadays. But it is still a tenor voice. You'll remember a few months ago, if you're a devoted reader, Katie, publicist, finalist that consumes this podcast regularly, you'll remember when Betty Gilpin was on this podcast and she said, Bowen's voice with mine, it's like piccolo and bassoon. I'm giving sort of piccolo, like, fluting above, and Bowen's sort of bassoon, like, and so I realized that that energy was really missing. And so I got a fucking bassoon to be on the podcast with me today because I feel that vocally he's giving bassoon and this is going to really soothe your ears. You may even describe our energy on this podcast. And this is a segue coming as very Lydia and Wickham. And I've seen some of the YouTube, what do they call them? Like they go on YouTube and they'll put like a clip package together of like, usually like the background music is like, you and I collide. Doo, doo, doo. And it's like, just like posted together <laughs> clips of like, <laughs> when you're a really hot person on a CW show, you sort of get this, <laughs> which is you sort of get like put together in a YouTube clip package and you get to have like, you and I collide. And there's like fuzzy transitions and it's really fun. I'm just so thrilled thrilled to welcome a true thespian. We'll, we'll talk about how he exemplified those skills at the Las Culturistas Culture Awards. But please <laughs> welcome my bassoon for this episode, Zane Phillips. Woo! Oh my God. So you came with a high woo. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I had to really. So first of all, we need to talk about how when you first said that, I thought you had gotten an actual bassoon to like come and be no, on the podcast. Can you imagine like, if I then went and then I like <laughs> just whipped out like a four minute solo bassoon solo? I mean, I would have not been surprised. You think um, I'm that talented? I do think so i think i think you have <laughs> honestly you do have some secret talents um, do i yeah i, think I guess so. i guess maybe yeah it's the cross country of it all mm. you know it's the baseball of it all yeah i mean i guess i do have an athletic past yeah yeah and I, so i can certainly throw a ball and i think you would have been a star in band I, I, I played clarinet for two years well there you go See, you were doing more in high school, and I love how immediately we get it. I'm getting into the nugget mm -hmm, of who you are. Mm -hmm. It wasn't sports for you in middle school and high school. No, well, because I grew up in like South Denver, right? Uh -huh. Like that's where I was born. And so there I was fully, I, I think I was fully on track to be developing like a normal gay kid. Like yes. I was playing a lot of pretend. I was running through the forest. I was, you know. Sort of frolicking. I was frolicking. It was a lot of frolicking. Frolic and culture. So, and so then when I moved to Texas in middle school, the frolicking was no more mm -hmm. and suddenly it was UT or A&M and uh, so that was that was kind of the thing so I was thrust into that in a mm -hmm. in a way that I wasn't quite prepared for so I sort of receded and instead I went to academics that was sort of my you you became smarko culture uh, that was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so smarko culture I mean English English star that's another hidden talent like, I certainly was English star but here's the thing about Zane Phillips the quirks in your personality which I think are the best are and I made sure I had it today hot <laughs> coffee only okay <laughs> Hot coffee only. This is the part of where gay culture eludes you. You are not cold brew culture. I'm not cold brew culture. Um, is it because yeah. it makes you crazy? No, it's not even that because I think like I'm going to be crazy regardless. <laughs> and I know that about myself. But no, I think there's something. One, I love brewing coffee. I mm, love the, the, the ritual the of it. Ritual. Yeah, because I do my little. And now I've been doing half-calf. So there's something even more complicated to it you know so I'll, I'll do a little bit of like my dark roast and then i'll do my decaf and i'll, I'll do the little bean blender 
my mom is going to be able to be so happy to hear this because she is one of those people that does like half decaf, half regular calf. And I'm like, you know, that's just regular calf. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she also does half and half in milk. Ooh. And I'm like, that's milk. But it's a slightly fattier milk. I guess. Because I think like in Europe, can't you get like 3% milk? <laughs> what? Yeah. Super duper fat milk? Yeah. But that's the thing is like, I think there's so many percents that we're not investigating wow we're limiting ourselves with skim one percent two percent well i was a two percent house i think we were two yeah. i think we were two yeah two percent is valid and valuable yeah but i mean imagine <laughs> it's actually real culture number 88 two percent is valid and valuable um <laughs> it is and i think you know what would four percent give i mean also what would four percent also give? wait heavy cream is that a hundred percent i don't think so right i don't think so honey i don't think so honey. <laughs> I don't, is, is that just butter? Oh yeah, I guess at that point. I would point. really, I would, I personally, I'm at a point in my life where I can drop everything and do a dairy investigation. I see. Like sort of a cereal type of thing. I'm actually going to do a, a podcast. This is like a really good science fair. It would spell like cereal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally leading back to academic culture. Okay, You're literally listen. coming up with science fair topics oh, yeah. on the podcast Yeah, so already. if any 12-year-olds are like, like I gotta <laughs> are, like, find something by Friday. as to what yeah. to do, or if any yeah. parents out there. Because can we talk about parents doing their science can fair? Can we talk about, their oh kids? my God. Yeah, no, we we definitely, I don't, I don't remember doing science fairs, but the way that my mom came through for all of my crazy, because did you, when, okay, so let's say you had a project. I remember this was one project I had in sixth grade, and we were doing, um, I don't know. We were like reading a book uh-huh. as one does in sixth grade. Yeah. And often. Often. That happens. There, it happens frequently. Yeah. And so I remember we had to create a timeline. Uh-huh. And the point is you had to make it interesting or something. And for some reason, because I was also really enveloped in food culture at this point, I was like, uh-huh. I'm going to make a fully edible timeline. And so I made like a giant cookie. And then I, I did like a hard glaze on it and then was like drawing on it with edible. It was, it was. So the timeline was, was on a big cookie. It was on a big cookie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And did you score an excellent grade? I don't remember. All I remember is my mother staying up with me and. To do the cookie? Yeah. Because it was so, I was overcomplicating everything I possibly could. You know, I feel like, were you part of that too? You know what? I was, it depended on the subject. Like for me, it was like. That to me, like, that's not even home economics. Like, were you science boy? I was, yeah, I was sort of giving STEM. You were giving giving STEM. Math, science. See, and I was giving other side of their brain. I was like English, social studies, and then brain dead when it came to the other thing. (laughs) However, I did come up with one science fair that actually was good and I think my science fair project kind of gave, and I'm going to pitch it to you now. Okay, okay. And yeah, tell yeah. me if you think this is a contender for a science fair winner. Sure, 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 sure. So my project was, I wanted to know what kind of cup kept liquids coldest the longest. So I did wow. a glass cup, a plastic cup, a paper cup, uh-huh. a mug, like a ceramic mug, uh-huh. and then a styrofoam cup. Okay, well, then those are all the cups. I don't know another cup. And first of all, I was also searching because, like, who the fuck thinks about a styrofoam cup? You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, though, sure. before the awareness of, like, you don't really want to be drinking out of styrofoam because it's, like, oh, sure. it's, it can be health, you know, bad, risky. Bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the styrofoam cup did keep 
the liquid coldest the longest. The longest. So that was sort of the problematic result of my science experiment, and I did get honorable mention for it. Okay, so honorable mention meaning there was first place? There was first place, second, second place, place, third, third place, place, and I believe they gave an honorable mention. Okay, and so does I that was, mean fourth place? Does that functionally mean fourth place? I think it means, it probably means fourth place, yeah, I guess. Or does it mean it's another axis? Because I think first, second, and third are probably all along the science axis, but what you were giving wow. was... You were giving real life applicability actually, yeah. in a way that by you even telling me this right now, yeah. I've learned something. Yes. I don't think I don't think any of those first, second or third placers could have helped me in my life right now. No. And my thing mm. is like, I think that's where I earned a distinction. Yeah. They said this is a project that is worthy of a sort of we have to mention it. Yeah. Because this is functional culture. This is functional culture, yeah. That might have been the smartest I ever was. But I guess God, the academic true. culture for you, like for me, it ended there. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. smartest I ever got. Yeah. For you, my image of you <laughs> is drinking your hot coffee during the summer <laughs> and absolutely slaying the crossword. Yeah. And it was ritualistic for you. It was. It was really ritualistic. And I think I feel like it was cemented during the pandemic, too, because mm. I would wake up every morning and that was my way of. Yeah, feeling like I had something to do because I was also tutoring at the time. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was morning crossword coffee, afternoon tutoring, try to get a workout somewhere in between. Yeah. That is so funny how things change in such a short amount of time. Because I do remember like you were like tutoring constantly. Yes. And I think I remember telling you, I was like, you know what? I think maybe you don't have to tutor anymore. <laughs> and I think I was part of, I, I think I was like there during the sea change of like Zane realizing he's not a tutor anymore. He's actually an actor. It was really wild for that to happen. I think, I mean, God, it was such a sea change because I think for me, I never felt, I always felt more comfortable. I mean, there's those of us who just feel comfortable doing school. Mm -hmm. Like we were comfortable getting the A's and working on the things that had, you know, one right answer. Yeah. And it is so crazy to me. Sometimes I think I'm like, I, I can't believe I am in the arts. I think, uh, right. you know, that I, as, as a person who have this brain that needs one-to-one -one relationships, mm -hmm. it is crazy to me that I'm an actor. And so I think you were definitely there during a part of my life where I was starting to gain a lot more confidence in that sort of creative mess. Right. Now I'm just fully entrenched in. I'm, yeah. I'm the dumbest I've ever been. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. No, about you're the it. most open to things. And I'm the maybe. most open. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just. I'm putting my eggs are. Yeah, they're just rolling around. They're not even in baskets. You know, every time I feel like we see a combination of queers in media, uh -huh. it's like an undiscovered molecule. Mm. You know, like suddenly there's a, a dynamic and an aspect to it that I feel like I've never seen before. And right. it's, it doesn't even matter whether it doesn't matter. Like there's, there's always something that I feel like is new because I think queer people, we are chameleons in a way, right? We've, we've always had to move through this. Expert code switchers. Exactly, I always exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think, you know, it's something that I've had to unpack with myself because my God, you can get so far away from who you actually know yourself to be without mm -hmm. even realizing it, you know, but on the other hand, like I really love being able to play into that. And that was, I mean, it's really enjoyable to me to think about the various molecules that we can continue to create. Yes. And especially even within, I mean, I feel like our cohort of queer performers who are sort of coming up right now and we're mm -hmm. all starting to like work with each other and, you know, we're in and out of products with each other. That's really special to me. It's, it's giving Rat Pack. It's giving, listen, <laughs> it's giving, 
I don't know. Yeah, what is the gay version called? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> we'll find it. Splat Pack. Because they call because they, they essentially they really nailed it in the eighties with Brat Pack. Brat Pack. I know. <sighs> we'll Scat find pack. it. No. Scat Pack might be <laughs> too hot for TV. Too hot for TV. Honestly, but like, not too hot for this podcast. Not too hot for this. No, nothing. I mean, I just <laughs> with, you have Miss Penny was on last week. You know, we went there. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Here's the thing, you know, I feel so blessed to have not peaked in high school. You know, I think, man, if you're out there and you're younger and you're not feeling like you've totally come into yourself, know that there is going to be a day where you are so glad that it took time. Yeah. Oh, because, that's really nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I was so 
socially anxious. And so just, it was really hard for me to make friends and to feel like I was cool or pop, you know, whatever, however the metrics were in mm-hmm. middle school, high school. But I do think it has allowed me to sort of figure out what the, what are just the things that make me happy and find the friends that actually enjoy me for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the truth is I'm like a total doof. And I love the fact that I was able to sort of explore that a little bit. And again, it was one of the first times I was able to like, I, that's why I was so, I felt like I was, you know, walking on the moon for the first time. Yes, it, yes, just yes, taking yes, yes. Every step so trepidatiously, but I don't think I could have done it without, you know, having the background of like working with y'all. And when I was doing theater, there was so much, and you were doing theater through all your 20s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I did get my BFA in music theater from Elon University. And you weaponized um, it. And I weaponized it to an extent. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, with theater, I never felt like what I brought to the table was what was being asked of me, if that makes sense. Because, you know, you're hearing me, I'm giving bassoon. Yeah, I'm giving bassoon. Perhaps, you know, but your spirit is piccolo. Alto sax. Yeah, my spirit, and my spirit is... God, who knows, like Marimba. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Marimba Spirit title of app. Marimba Spirit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Marimba Spirit. Wow, I love that track name for you. Honestly? Okay. Yeah. Marimba the, Spirit. Put on that red wig again. We'll do it. But no, I think, I you it. know, you come into a space, you're a man of a certain height, you know, and I, I don't know. I just felt like there was never anything that asked me to feel too deeply or to have interesting perspectives on things. And, and I was doing my best, you know, because I was doing the boyfriend roles and I was doing the sort of the pleasant guy who's just around, Yes, you know, and everyone kept on telling me like, Zane, just wait until you're 30. The theater roles will just come swinging. And I, and I just, I don't know, like I was so tired of waiting to grow into a type. Yeah. Because I think for so long I had let myself be blown around by the winds around me because mm-hmm. Texas is very, I mean, that's very Texas, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, I, I, I don't know. I always thought like New York is giving hustle, make things happen. You know, I create my own opportunities. Mm-hmm. Texas is very much, I'm just grateful for what I have. I wait for God to show me what the right move is. Mm-hmm. And I think I had to unlearn a lot of that. And with that, I just started to realize theater wasn't making me happy right around that time the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and so you know there wasn't any theater happening anyway and so I think that's why right now when I'm I'm looking at my career and I'm looking at what I want to do my god it's like I feel like the world has opened up in terms of what is even out there Mm -hmm. just the range that again like whenever you have these queer characters especially now like they are showing so many different sides to themselves they are having so many different stories and i mean like to have it's like every single archetype out there can be queered and we haven't dug to the bottom of the well yet you know it's there's so much still out there Mm -hmm. um you know and i think that's my thing is like as long as i can continue doing different things as long as i continue being a part of of that upheaval of sorts yeah and and like i guess what's important to me now is like making sure and of course, obviously, there's this thing of like, you know, you have to work. And so you do what you have to do to work. Totally, but like yeah. <laughs> the dream is to be a part of interesting things. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Things that are at least like, even if they're swings or, you know, even if they're, you know, something that finds an audience later or like isn't yeah. necessarily appreciated based on 
the trailer of what it is or yeah. whatever, whatever. It, it just at least was different, had yeah. something to say and had perspective. Totally. Cause that's, I guess my thing is it's just like, yeah. what is the perspective? Like there's yeah. things and what frustrates me is a lot of the media that we're being asked to consume now has lost all perspective. Totally. I really think that's why the superhero movies are all washing out is yeah. because there's so much of them because it feels like all we're being given that we're losing perspective. Yeah. And I just think even with television, like, you know, I wonder when I watch and just like that, if the perspective is still there mm. and you know what I mean? It's just like, there's so many things where I'm like, I just hope that we can keep interesting things happening mm. and because it feels like it's less and less maybe it's just a frustrating moment for the industry in general yeah, yeah. but like that's what i look for and i want to be involved in totally and i think that's what you have been involved in you so know, far i've been really lucky yeah. and i feel like so have you and i think that is one of the things too that is like you know that's what we can fall back on because i you know i don't know about you but right now i expect every job to be the last, you know, I don't expect anything to, you know, I do the work and then I'm looking for like, okay, how can I still create that next opportunity? Yeah. Because the world isn't necessarily always going to support the interesting work. So, you know, we have to do it. We have to put our all into it and then we have to keep moving forward and keep trying to find it. And that's when you probably do have to be like grateful for the fact that like through your twenties, you were constantly working. Yeah. Cause that's another thing is it's just like, I mean, flat out, point blank when you have <laughs> like a learned history of like i had to keep hustling i had to yes, keep working yes. and that goes all the way back to me in like high school it's yes. like the second i could get a job my dad was like you're going and busting tables yes you know what i mean yes. like that was how i was yeah. so that's what informs my thing as an totally. actor of like gotta work and that's just i guess something i'm grateful for now is that nothing gets taken for granted and just with that idea of like that being like a central tenet of like why we are the way we are. I want to transition to asking you the central question of this podcast, Ooh. the central tenet of this podcast, which is <laughs> for those whose first episode this is, that's everyone who um, loves those YouTube supercuts that are cut, <laughs> that are cut to Howie days collide. Absolutely. We ask everyone on this podcast, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you that moment in life that you can look back on, whether it's a micro or macro thing that you're like Zane became Zane as a result of fill in the blank. Yeah. It's so funny because this is um, going to be, I think an almost identical answer to Miss Benny's really. Yes. Because we had talked a lot about, I mean, it's weird how similar Benny and I's reference points end up being, but it was absolutely top model. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, that's so funny. Cause I was like, maybe he doesn't know what Miss Benny said. Cause it can't be top model for Zane. No, it absolutely is. So picture this, wow. picture yeah. this, unpack. I'm, I'm 12 years old, <laughs> right? I remember this is like, I think spring of like 2006 or something. Uh -huh. Um, I'm starting to, uh, you know, we have like a computer now. We, you know, we're starting to like come into our own on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, Family computer vibes. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know how it happened, but I'm just remembering the imagery of, because first of all, let's talk about the top model promo shoots were always insane. Amazing. Insane, incredibly <laughs> like arresting. Yep. You know, this this was the days, of course, when it was still on UPN. They were in fact models. They were in fact. And they you were really fact... got that from the picture. Exactly. It's actually rule of culture number 88. <laughs> on top model, they were in fact models and you really got that from the pictures. Um. Yeah. And so it was, I think the theme was, I don't know, they were all fairies. This was cycle six, right? 
And <laughs> I think because, because, you know, TV was very much like a shared thing uh-huh. for our family. So anything that I was experiencing, I was experiencing with my family. Mm-hmm. This was the first time where I was starting to experience something away from them and away from the immediate culture around me because I was in Texas at this point. And yes. so like there was no, this was a singular experience that I was, that was going through. Because of rerun culture? It wasn't rerun culture. So specifically what it was, was recap culture. Recap. Yeah. And so uh, did you ever remember television without pity? Oh, of course. Yeah. So that became sort of my like daily temple of sorts like wow. I would because I couldn't watch anything but I would keep up and I started reading recaps for all these shows that I had never seen I would go back and read recaps for all these different things and so that's why now I am sort of like I feel definition a reader you know what I mean because <laughs> because I, that's that's a lot of times how I still experience so you understand that breakdown of what it means to be a reader absolutely a consumer absolutely yes yes yeah. because I'm not a, a lot of times you know I don't talk about culture like I don't engage in like cultural commentary on Twitter or anything right. like that mm-hmm. but I'm always taking things in I'm always getting things through osmosis yeah. um, you're not a publicist no no I'm not I'm not a publicist and that's you know? okay and I can ho- only hope to be a, a finalist one day <laughs> you're a finalist <laughs> I think I think I'm honorable mentioning um, <laughs> fourth place yeah fourth placing uh, which I'm fine with I'm fine with I feel comfortable with that but There's so much room to grow but I think specifically with Top Model there's something about the transformational aspect of that show. Got it. Right? Which is that, I mean, one, we love a process of elimination and finding, you know, bullshit reasons to get rid of girls. <laughs> um, but also, it, it was the fact that you took these sort of, you know, these normal people, I mean, all around the country and turn them into something else. And I think that's why it's such a brilliant concept for a show, right? It's why the makeover episode is so iconic is because a lot of times it was just to torture them. But then sometimes that was where... I don't know. I just someone I, saw themselves for the first time for real. Exactly. It's yeah. like it's like in the way that Snatch Game on Drag Race sort of clinches who were the contenders. Uh-huh. Is is the the makeover clinched who were the contenders on that show? Because it was okay. How could you take something new, adapt it to yourself, and then honestly make it your power? And so I think interesting. Yeah. So for me, I think seeing. I mean, it's it's wild now because you know now I'm like starting to do photo shoots and yes, you know and. I think I still keep with me this idea that I love this act of transformation. I love this this act of sort of, I mean, it's, you know, it's with acting as well, of being able to put something on and have that become your new power for the day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I, I mean, but I was obsessed. And so, like, I memorized elimination orders. I knew exactly, like, who went home on which photo shoot. Right. And this was because of television without pity without watching it or were you watching it no i i don't think i watched it for a couple years because then they would start because then i think i was able to catch some of they would have like the marathons on vh1 or whatever yes of course i don't think because i think they were still pretty tight about how it was airing with Mm -hmm. like the upn and cw thing but um but yeah i was i was like obsessed with figuring out like just just parsing out why was something i mean why was something ridiculous i mean i don't know i remember like the God, like the photo recaps on Tumblr too. Yep. Like I was just really big into recap culture. Yeah. And it, and that was sort of my gateway. So it was really the fact that you couldn't be up in your house watching this because of a self-consciousness maybe, or just because of like a, not even just that, but also just like real estate wise. Like yeah. it was not going to be what everyone was watching together. Well, it was also just not 
straight boys in Texas didn't watch didn't Top Model. Didn't do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, they no. didn't do that. It's not, uh, that would be a pretty big giveaway, yeah. I think. See, I, I, where was I? Maybe Long Island was just different, or maybe metrosexual culture was just hitting really hard yeah, where I grew up, yeah. because it was fine that I watched American Idol, America's Next yeah, Top Model. Yeah. And also, I think it was the recap of, the, no, not the recap, uh, the rerun of it all, because that's how I got into Top Model. Yeah, I certainly yeah. was not, I don't think I ever watched it when it was on, when actually, it was actually on UPN yeah, or, yeah. or the WB or whatever it was. It was like those 13 episodes in a row yeah. on VH1 yeah. where it was like you could start in the morning and then it was like crack. By the end, it was like, <laughs> is it Carrie D or Melrose? <laughs> and it was famously Carrie D. Wow. And the way that we were all Team Carrie D and now you look back and you're like, It was Melrose. It was Melrose. It was about Melrose. It was always. And it probably was about another girl that didn't even make it that far. True. I think that was the twins that season and they were. Oh, wow. They were. God, yeah. Season seven was really an interesting time. So, or no, that was season. Sorry, season eight. Season eight was cycle eight was yeah. Carrie D and Melrose. Yeah, maybe you're right. Wow, that is encyclopedic, and that can only be attained by at a formative time in life being on message boards like that and <laughs> yes. websites like that. Yes, yes, which was very much my culture too. Yes, yes, and it's and it was the fact too because now you know I find too that the best way I feel like I can enjoy things is by watching them with other people uh-huh. and then talking about it afterwards and then having the full water cooler conversation. I was having, on the ground for you getting into Survivor. You were, you were absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that was big for me and being able to, I mean, cause I've been, I keep on texting you being like, wow, Matt, like Nicaragua underrated. Right. And you're like, <laughs> I was like I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I, and I was like, I, I'm going to be real. You might've out survived me on this one. I don't think I've seen Nicaragua, but like, I remember you getting into it. And I also remember being like, you would slay this show. I, so I've told you this, I'm doing, so Matt Pavlovich, who's like, I don't know if you know him, but anyway, he's a, a friend of my friends, but now, you know, we're friends, but he, anyway, he does this survivor oh, thing yes. every year. So I'm doing it on Saturday. So you're doing it on Saturday? Yes. It's coming up. It's coming up. Now, this episode will come out after that. Exactly. exactly. So listen, we can talk about what your game plan is. Yes, like, exactly. So, so let's just play out a fantasy scenario yeah. where sure you're doing this on Saturday, but you, Zane, are cast on Survivor. Yeah. yeah. What are we giving? Okay, so and I know you're looking at me. He's getting all ready. I know. I, I'm like sweating. I'm like so excited. Um, okay, so I think let's talk about like classic Survivor because 26 Day Survivor I feel like is a little bit of a different ball game. It's you have so, to be. Yeah. I, I, I'm not into what it's become. No, no, I'm not either. But but I think pre-merge, right? Mm-hmm. I I'm if y'all don't. I mean, I know podcasting is visual medium, but uh, you know, if you can picture me, I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. I at least give an appearance of athleticism. You come with a, let's just say, uh, there is an air about you where you'd think physical threat. Sure, sure. So hopefully, right, pre-merge strategy, right, is be friendly enough, right, mm-hmm. right? Just just make people know that I'm, hey, I'm not crazy. I'm here for the team, mm-hmm. right? So that I can, I just need to make it to merge, uh-huh. right? Have the good enough relationships. The thing is, Right. I feel like post-merge obviously is all about threat management. Totally. Obviously. So here's the thing. It it really depends. I feel like, you know, it depends on who you're with Mm -hmm. and whether you are with smart people. Because I think like if I can connect with someone and really let them know, like without putting it all out there, like, hey, I'm actually like my strength is not what I bring physically. My strength is actually hopefully what I can bring mentally, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they did those little, um, 
you know, remember the challenges they used to do with like, they'd read the story and then you'd have to like go details. around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm like, uh, that'd be my king shit. Like I would yep. be, I'd be very good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, which no, no, no one would expect, you know? So, so, you know, I need to hide that long. They enough, don't think but you're also, listening. But hopefully like, yeah, have the good alliance. And then, you know, realistically, I just, I just want to make jury. I just want to be a part of the full process. There you go. Because I, I really don't think, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to make it to the end. Um, you don't think so? I just, I, I don't know. <sighs> It's like, you know, you have to think about all the factors that sort of compile, mm-hmm. right, to create this image of who's a threat and who's not. Right. And I'm not trying to gas myself up, but I think I'm just, I can be pleasant. I can be a pleasant person. So that doesn't always work in your favor. No, I think that there's this idea that you don't want, well, what Survivor has really become yeah. is it's like, how do you mask how good you are? You know what I mean? It's like, because you want to ultimately get to the final three so you can then reveal, yes. hopefully, in yes. an eloquent way, which is a whole other thing, right. is that you have to really deliver an amazing final tribal and it ultimately ends up being how charismatic and how convincing you are at that point. But it's also about showing in that moment the surprising and sort of brand new ways you have navigated getting yeah, there yeah. and how you fooled everyone into thinking that you were one thing and actually you were not only just good at this, but a mastermind. Yeah. So it's like, I think we've seen in the last five seasons of Survivor, the quote unquote best player who certainly would have won in like a Kim Spradlin year. Yes. Like come in fifth. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm reminded eighth, of eighth through fifth is where all the the stars go. I'm reminded of Shannon Ricard. Yeah. Yep. I'm reminded of Hi. Yep. I'm reminded of Jesse, Carla. Yes, Jesse, Carla. These yeah. these contestants that in many ways like would have won 10, 15 seasons ago. Totally. But now it's almost impossible for them to win. Right. Which makes it incredibly difficult. To prove you deserve to totally, win. Totally. Because we've seen, and I think it's an unfortunate pattern, but I also understand the pattern. Yeah. The past three or four years, you would not have picked those people in the in the opening episodes of the show to win the show. No. And no. even that's even like that with the runners up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it sort of becomes this new thing of like, how do I just get to the end and then prove I was stealth? It's expert. It feels like a more frantic game. Yeah. It feels like a more. Um, it feels like honestly, the social aspect has has deteriorated a little bit. Absolutely, you know, and especially with all. I mean, with with all the advantages and the. It's too much. It's 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 too much, and I think what the beauty of the game is, and the reason why I think everyone gets obsessed with it, mm-hmm. is because you can see so much of when you're watching. You know, one of the older seasons. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to see yourself there and suddenly your brain goes through all the options of like how you would do in the situation because there are a ton of ways to go through. But there's, you know, there's nothing to be done when there's eight idols out there and, right. you know, it's, it's. And the thing where it's like someone can smash the hourglass and time goes hourglass. back. It's like that, there's. In, in the merge, it, and when it was like 11 people in the merge and only four people were eligible for getting voted out. Like that's, right. that's why it's like, it's like, how do you even, you can't even play the game anymore because the game the game is just going to do what it wants and like you know you just have to not be screwed that's like a macro note i have about like reality shows in general that i've been on for a long time that are really trying to find new ways to feel relevant and to feel exciting you actually do that with casting 
Yeah. And this is why I would yeah. say that Carolyn Weiger was such a star is yes. because they found someone really compelling. Yes. And they found someone who you could root for and understand, but also was going to be polarizing in behavior. Yeah. I always was saying during the season, like Carolyn Weiger would have been on the cover of People Magazine had this God. happened in 2000. 11. You know, know what I mean? Like, I had this believe. been back in the day, Carolyn as a character would have been a huge star. But I think that that's why this was my favorite season out of the ones that have happened since Winners yeah. at War is because it feels like they really hit the jackpot with, with casters. Yeah. And like, all of them were compelling and had fun stories and even if you had made a decision about them, you saw like a package that was put together about their life. Like, I kind of like didn't really care too much about Heidi. And then they put together a package on her life. And I remember at the end of the package, I was like, oh, I'm fully rooting for her now. Totally. Which totally. should be the way it feels. And I think the mistake that's being made, and maybe it's rectified now that this season was such a success, yeah. is that there's an idea that the stunts are what invest people in the show. And I just think that is such a miscalculation. No. It is about characters. It is yeah. about character dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. It's about casting. I mean, that's what separates even like a really good season of Drag Race from anything else. It's Absolutely. like you want to remember the people, you know, exactly. say what you want about like how you might feel about like what Candy Muse is acting like <laughs> on the season of All Stars. You remember Candy Muse forever. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why you keep seeing some of these people come back like Eureka. Like you might not gag for Eureka's personality, but you remember Eureka. Totally. You remember Vanjie. Like you need to cast stars in this thing. And we, just before we even got on this, we were talking about the traitors. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that. Let's get because, into the traitors. Because so I think the traitors was good, but it felt imperfect. It felt like there, there was some stuff missing. Yeah. So tell me first your thoughts. Cause, cause we were talking, yeah, we were talking a little and bit. And then before. I said, we have to save it. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. 
And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. So what has been announced about the second season of The Traders, uh-huh. which is coming, so excited, Alan Cumming did win Outstanding Reality Competition host at the Los Culturistas Culture Awards, which was my big thing during the first season because it felt really ugly at the end of the first season of The Traders when the quote-unquote real people were so gagged and unforgiving of Sari for playing the game she was cast to play and winning and doing it well. The fact that you didn't know who you were dealing with is your fucking problem. And now I think with a cast of all reality stars, we're going to have people who are on board, who know the assignment and are going to want to play the game and the same exactly. timbre. And exactly. that's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do agree with that. Yeah, it should either be all reality stars. I would be curious to see it with all just normal people. I, I think that's the way the original UK is. One, they do right? it in the UK like that, which, by the way, the UK traders is a great watch. Yeah, have I, you, need, to, have I, need, you I need to watch it. No, it's really, really good. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just goes to show what a great game it is because it goes in a completely different way right because so my main issue with this first season of the, of the u.s version is because if you compare it with something like the mole right mm-hmm. where the mole is going to be there till the very end anyway right so yeah. there's no issue with them and and the point of it is that they're supposed to sabotage the challenges, challenges and yeah. and so i don't know the game of it feels very clean mm-hmm. right whereas with the traders first of all what incentive is there for the traders to do anything but pretend to be faithful Right. What, there is absolutely no incentive. Right. So essentially everyone is playing the game the same. Mm-hmm. Right. They're all trying to get money for the pot because they can all win the money. Right. Right. So I feel like there needs to be something added to where either the traders are incentivized to sabotage the challenges or they're incentivized to reveal to, to sort of risk their secrecy or there has to be a way for the faithful to like win clues, something like that. Because what I feel like I found watching the season is I had no idea why anyone was getting voted out. It was just all vibes. Yeah. You know, and I just think like if you're going to just go off vibes, make it more of a social game then. You yeah. know what I mean? If the challenges are, you know, typical reality show challenges, like physical aspects, but that doesn't do anything to actually help. There was you. no stakes. No. Yeah. So that, that was my thing is I kept on being like, 
it feels like two different shows and I, and I wouldn't know I'm not with the people and understanding really why yeah. you're getting bad I vibes. I almost don't even need the physical challenges at all. I almost feel like we really go clue with this. Yeah. Lock them in the house. Yeah. The vibe is mm. that makes them even more crazy. Yeah. And the way that money is earned is a little bit more similar to the mole in that like it's things around the house and like social games we can play like yeah. literal like you know mysteries riddles things like that that take place in the house that also thematically and aesthetically go more with the traitors yeah. vibe of like this like secrecy this like yeah. you know intrigue because when we leave the house it literally becomes like the challenge <laughs> it literally becomes like real world road rules right in a way where i'm like this doesn't feel like it. And the only reason it feels like we're doing this is because we have these reality show cast members and we want to see them like this because it's familiar to us. Yeah. I think that we could simplify this yeah. and just think of a more creative way to make money a driving factor yeah. with different stakes for the traders yes. and the yes. faithful. There, there's like, maybe there's almost like two different pots or something. There's like a right. secret trader pot and like a, exactly. uh, like a faithful pot or something. Yeah. And maybe, maybe can, more things are done in the dark. Exactly. I think there just needs to be, because I, I remember when like Kate, for example, was like throwing away the, the barrels. Right. I was like, well, this doesn't, this like you wouldn't, because the trader wants money too. So this is nothing but, this isn't an interesting gameplay move. It's just her being annoying. And here I thought actually the opposite because I was like, she's actually proving that she, she believes the game is going in a way where the traders are winning. Yes. And so therefore she's like, I'm going to show you how much I'm not a trader. They're going to win and I don't want them to win money. So mm. I'm throwing it down the hill. I mm. don't want the traders to win. Which oh, yeah. could go either way. Could go either way. And that's an interesting perspective. I just, you know, wish we could have like heard more from her. Right, exactly. Because really more more of the <laughs> takes they cut to from her were brand like, I don't like being here. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Kate was very polarizing on the show, but I'm like, yeah, but that's fun to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and totally, the, totally. The thing about reality show cast members is they're stunt queens in a way these boring girls aren't because that's one thing that almost everyone that was a normie on the show shared was they were all boring yeah and there's a reason why someone has success on a reality show and is cast again yeah and is in play for something like this is because they are compelling which brings me back to the survivor of it all which is you need compelling characters. Yes, yes. It was also, it was, it was one of the reasons why I was so obsessed with the first two seasons of The Mole mm -hmm. way back in like 2001, And did you watch the new one? I did watch the new one. And I think, yeah, it was exactly what you're saying is we saw really interesting challenges. You saw, what I love about The Mole is that it involves the place in a really tangible way. Yeah. You know, they were in Australia. It was all these things. But it was cast like the circle. You know what I mean? And yeah. you had all these sort of hot dummies and I'm like, oh my God, nobody's even knowing how to play the game. Whereas I, the first season of The Mole is one of the best reality competition shows you'll ever watch because the characters are interesting, they're smart, and they're all affected differently by the game. Like the yeah. mole, the, the mole of season one is one of the most interesting reality TV characters I've ever seen. They mm. process their role in the game in such an intriguing way. Yeah. There's also something too with the mole not knowing. Yeah, uh, the audience literally not knowing. Yes, Whereas, yes, like, yes. Which the is the central so fun. thing of the traders, right. Is you know, right. And so I thought from the very beginning, I'm like, is this going to take away from it? And I actually now a note I have for the mole is, is like kind of want to know. Mm. Like, of course, there's that element of surprise, and it's a completely different thing. But what I like about the traders 
is knowing the whole time and really appreciating a good trader. Yeah. Like Sari yeah. <laughs> like was so excellent at that and her acting was so good and she was so compelling and the thing is like the way that no one really even suspected her no. that was there at the end meanwhile people that did suspect her early on like Brandy Glanville which yeah. the fact that Brandy Glanville was perceptive was mind-blowing <laughs> to me but she was gone yeah like so I think at its full potential, it has this incredible opportunity yeah. to give what the mole gives and yeah. also give like the best of Survivor in this atmosphere, which feels very brand new. And feels very Which unique, is the castle. Sure. And Alan is so good. Yeah. And yeah. I love the set design of them sitting around that table. Yeah. I love so much of what they've found yeah. that I'm excited that at least one thing is going to be improved from last to first in yes. my purview. And yeah. it sounds like yours yeah. too, which yeah. is we're getting people that are all on the same yes. page. Yes. Yeah. It puts everyone. That wasn't fun to watch them get that upset. No. And, and also like it puts everyone in an even playing field in terms of being visible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like people would have suspicions of, you know, these random reality TV characters. Cause you're like, well, I know who you are. I've seen how you played. Whereas exactly. like, you're like, I don't know little plain girl yeah uh, you know i don't know who, who you who are, are yeah you? who are you you know it's it's and what i also like is it's like had the finalists that were normies in season one of the traders not been fools they would have known this but <laughs> what i love is that as a re established reality show person amongst other established reality show people who are all aware of each other yeah it then presents the challenge of playing against type yeah needing exactly. to play against type Absolutely. so for example if someone like parvati were to be cast on season two of The Traitors, that would be a really interesting challenge for her. Totally. Because she comes with a background of deviousness. If you know who Parvati is, like you are not going to... Let her stay. No. And that was what happened with her in Winners at War. Yeah. So it presents an interesting challenge, but also then... If they were to cast people in the, on the same level as her, exactly. like I can think of some housewives. I really want to see Candace Stillwood Bassett on the Traders. I want to see some people that are going to shake it up. I, I could think of, I mean, so many people from Survivor I would love to see. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see Sandra Diaz Twine. I would oh. love to see Boston Rob. I would mm. love to see like all the girls. Like yeah. bring back all the greats and put them in this atmosphere because mm. I want to see you in a non-Survivor world have to prove that you are good enough yeah. to inhabit another persona yeah. Yeah. to success. It's the sort of social aspect of Survivor that we've sort of been missing, right? It's exactly. That we've been wanting. Yeah, I think and that's, that's what hitting. I love about yeah. Traders because it does fill that niche. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think we solved it. I think we solved it. And I think, um, it, just send us your problems. Uh, send us your problems. This has now become an advice podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and speaking of advice, um, you can always heed warnings from our last segment on this podcast, which is called <laughs> I Don't Think So Honey, because we're basically what we're saying here is this thing, don't do it. This thing, don't be it. This thing, don't engage. Yeah. It's and very relevant. <laughs> so this actually, we're looking for ways to shake it up while my sister is on break. And I actually, this is the first time I've ever done this. Okay. I got tweeted someone saying, I don't think so, honey, this thing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this one. You're being prompted. I'm being prompted. So this goes out to at rebar back at R-E-B-A-R-B-A-Q-U-E. Your emoji on Twitter is like a brat stall. Work. And I love that. And at 10.52 a.m. on July 2nd, 2023, 
you tweeted this to me. I don't think so, honey, blank. And I'm going to do it right now. This is the first time I've ever sourced and I don't think so, honey. I saw this and I knew I had to do it. It's not my own idea, but I feel like it is. I feel like I'm Kelly Clarkson covering a song at Kelly Like I'm going to make it my own. Wow. So here's my, I don't think so, honey. My time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Rainbow Road and Mario Kart. Oh, it is the most boring level. And it is what we work up to. I'm sorry, but it is miles and miles and miles literally of the same old Rainbow Road. And I don't think so, honey, that it's a height. You know what we've done? Well, when you go to the fucking haunted shack, mama, that's the gig. When you, when you are in Bowser's castle, don't, I don't think so, honey, being in Bowser's castle and then the height on that ultimately when you get to the final cup, whatever it is, it's going to be 30 seconds I have left. Rainbow <laughs> Road. It is miles and miles and miles of bullshit. Also, the most frustrating thing is when you fall off the Rainbow Road, it's like you haven't, it's like, why did you even do the race to begin with? Meanwhile, we don't race in Mario Kart to stay in the lines. We need to be careening offsides. We need to be able to use our, our items. We need to be able to be battling with the girls. And I don't think so, honey, that Rainbow Road allows us to do that. With five seconds, I'm going to say Rainbow Road. You're basic, you're boring, you're nothing, and I don't want to be culminated in you. I don't think so. Uh, man, <laughs> I don't want to be culminated in you. I don't want to be culminated in you. you. That sounds actually horny. That sounds, yeah, I think I think like a, a oh period lesbian line. I want to be culminated in you. Yeah. Wait, that sounds, that it's I'm actually going to try that the next time I'm on one when I'm out. I'm going to tell the guy that I'm going to hook up with, I want to be culminated in you. Yeah, and you just have to trust that he's not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> like basically... Or that you're not talking like a killer. Yeah, exactly. I want to be culminated Ooh. by you. Like that means go home and kill me. Yeah, like like I want to be your your final and your last. I want to be the be my the rainbow road of your kills. <laughs> we climax and culminate. Um, Thoughts on Rainbow Road? I think no. I agree. I think thematically it's um, pretty simple. I think it is an exercise in rigidity. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I think you're right. I think maybe Mario Kart has grown beyond it. I think maybe it should be a That's sort the of thing. It feels like it hasn't adapted. Feels like it should be a starting point. You know what I mean? Like it should be the thing that you um, yeah sort of start with. So yeah, I agree with that. I'm also really bad at Mario Kart. So the the fact that you can just were fall you? off. Yeah. Were you ever good? Like were you good when it was no more no it wasn't it wasn't my girl. I was a, a Smash Bros. Queen, See, I guess. Smash so. Brothers, that was when it was on GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. I, Smash Bros. Melee is yeah. Smash Brothers Melee was the height, and I'm gonna say this right now. There was a time Tell me. when no one could beat me in Absolutely. Super Smash Brothers Melee when I was Falco. No one could beat me. Wow. I actually think at my highest capability, I was unbeatable at the game. That's what I'm gonna say. We're gonna test it right now. No, oh my god, I would love bring out a GameCube. Do, do you think that you, do you think you could you you smash meleeed? I did. Who did you play with? Kirby. It's Kirby main. See, here's the thing about Kirby. Tell me. It feels a little basic at first, but then mm -hmm. here's the thing. The thing about basic is it's because it's good. Exactly. And Kirby has an unbeatable recovery when they've been knocked away. No, exactly. I mean, the it's, puff, 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 puff all the way back. Like it's, it's about unbeatable. Yeah, it's about like having the mobility. It's about having yeah. Yes. Um, you and have also, a lot of options. Were you someone that when you played as Kirby, you utilized the B feature where they could suck up and then uh, use the power of the other person, or did you rely on other moves? I tended to rely on other moves. I would usually use that like if I were if you were playing like lives, and let's say I had one more life than the other person, uh -huh. I would suicide it. So I'd suck you in, and then I'd 
drop off. Got it. Yeah. You would suicide it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like an iconic way to do <laughs> that was, it. Yeah, that was that would be like my finisher if we and were there. And then it ends on that image of like just death. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on this. But screen. you do win. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I used to turn into a rock a lot when a I was lot. With yeah little rock little, little, little rock. spiny ball and I was a, I was really I'm I'm a big with the A move I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like doing hand to hand combat yeah. yeah but with Falco his up and B move the um is that where he like zoomed the, yeah! yeah that thing unbeatable <laughs> that was really good yeah I mean I have perfect pitch for Super Smash Brothers <laughs> and that's actually really code number 18 I have per- Matt has perfect pitch for Super Smash Brothers wow can you give me um, the side peach hip bump? Can you reference it? It's the, yeah, hey. Right? Isn't that, isn't that how she's like? <laughs> I think it's that. Remember this? Falcon punch. <laughs> Falcon kick. Falcon kick. Oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I did play Captain Falcon a lot, too. Yeah, he was he also. He was good. He just, he, he like, he was, he was so fast. Yeah, he was so fast. He moved those muscular little limbs. Really, really good. God, he was, I, I like hated him, but I also was. Horny like, culture. Horny for him. Yeah. Did you ever? figure out what the deal with Samus was like that she was she was a woman when I found out that Samus was a woman I was like first of all slay first of all slay and I remember I said first of all slay and that was the first to ever say it yeah um but (laughs) that was really wild and then but like almost too advanced also remember Ness Never could figure Ness, out how to play Ness. No, I couldn't either. And I just, I don't know. He, he little shithead. I, I didn't, I hated his vibes. Didn't like his vibes at all. Didn't know where he was from. God, yeah. Like his little hometown, but also it's, it's just give one thing, you know? Yeah, like edit. Edit. Like edit. he's a magic boy. Right. He looks the way he looks. Yeah. I, it's like, it's like wear your hat normal. I don't know. Also ice climbers. I don't think so, honey. <sighs> And also, like, I don't know, why did they get to be two and we all had to be one? That's the thing, too, is it's just like, and now I'm confused because I'm like, uh, and then you could lose one and then you were just an it ice be, climber. Yeah, then you were just a singular, like, una culturista. Like una culturista, like la culturista. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a drift. Um, but one thing I'll say was I really liked the ice climbers in the Rihanna Super Bowl performance. I thought they were doing great work there. I thought they were amazing. And they're they really, really good dancers. I didn't want yeah. to play them in Super Smash, but I loved them as there was Yeah, with like the, there was a, it was a Smash Bros. platform. It was literally Super was Smash Bros. Pokemon Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. It was giving Pokemon Stadium level of Super Smash Brothers, yeah. Rihanna, who was very giving very Samus, yeah. versus a million ice climbers. Okay, but that's like, I would play that. Yeah. <laughs> like in a world where they decided to stop fighting and also just dance. Can we get Super Smash Divas? Like, Super Smash Divas would be really good. You know, oh be- my God, like <laughs> Rihanna versus Gaga versus <laughs> Katy Perry versus... Wait, this is unfortunately something I'm going to think a lot <laughs> Wait, I think this can happen. Honestly, like I was just going to say a mean thing about what powers one of them has, <laughs> but I'm not going to go there. Well, Off mic, I'm gonna. Okay, great, because I want to know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Um, okay, so here's the deal. One thing I know we're gonna hear on mic is Zane Phillips' I don't think oh so, honey. Do you have something to say? I do. Um, wait, can I pee first? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> and this is, we're gonna throw to break. <laughs> Go pee. <laughs> Go pee and get your head together. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I know I you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress, designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash losculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash Culturistas, this is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And we're back. And, and we're back. Now that you've peed and you're totally, your bladder is empty and your oh mind my God, is clear. Yeah. I just know because this is going to upset some people. So. Holy shit. All right. Okay. I'm, not norm- I'm not normally like a hater, but for some <sighs> reason, this is the only thing that really spoke to me. <laughs> Let's go. All right. This is Zane Phillips' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey Soup. I don't believe in you. I think you are too thin to be a meal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think I want to eat bread or cheese or meats, but instead you are a liquid. You know what's a liquid? Drinks, beverages. Maybe if you were in a cup, we could talk. But no, I have to eat you with a spoon. You know how hard that is? I am always dribbling it down my face. Oh my God. Right? Have you ever spilled soup? It's like it goes everywhere. Once you spill soup, it's done. Once you spill soup, you are done. (laughs) Right? Think about the soups that are actually kind of good, right? Tomato soup, only good because you get a grilled cheese with it. French onion soup, because basically the same thing it's like a little grilled cheese on top um chowders and stews also okay but the thing is seconds. if you're just gonna give me broth no mama i could <laughs> i could put actual food in the sink and put some water in it and it's dishwater that's what soup Five is seconds. i don't think so honey oh my god that is one minute i have to tell you as one of soup's biggest fans <laughs> you came to the wrong place i know i know and I, I, a lot of people would be mad this is going to shake the world. And also, Bowen isn't here to stick up for Stu, but the way you were like, you're okay about Stu was also not okay. I just think when you're hungry, and let's talk, too, about the fact that it's a seasonal 
food, right? Okay. I don't want it in the summer unless, oh, you want- I had hot and sour soup last night. Cold soup? You want gazpacho? I don't believe in gazpacho. I don't no, recognize No, it's gazpacho. watered down tomato sauce. Mm. Sorry, I'm still going. Hey, I normally have one up. minute. Here's the thing. like, And I also am shook by you being like, okay, here are the good soups. And then you said tomato soup. You know that you could get a really rich protein soup. I would raise you- like, get a hearty chicken noodle. Get a fucking um, good-ass Manhattan clam. Big you know chunks of clam in there. All the good things about soup are the things that are not the soup. It's the chicken. It's you, the things that are... I just str- I put it in a strainer and I'm happy. But You're not a broth king. I don't... Like, why am I being forced to, like, slurp? It feels extraneous. Okay, can I say something, though? And yeah. this is some, I'm going to make it personal. Yeah. You're a big boy. You require a lot. Mm, so maybe it's like you would have to eat a lot of soup to feel full. That, too. That, too. And, I and uh, yeah, I think I am maybe... Um, yeah, this is just really personal, I guess. I'm, I'm uh, confronting you. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I just think, like... No soup is going to fill the hole inside of you. And I've tried. I've, I've tried to pour soup into the hole. And Can I just, say that's a really culture? Number 40. <laughs> no soup is going to fill the hole inside of you. No, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, also, that's also a little bit it. I just feel like soup culture was not meant for me. You but know, what about I feel excluded. Chowder? Again, a chowder, a chowder is, is okay. I'll do that because it really is just like creamed corn, you know? Wow. You know, I think I have a special connection to soup, and this is going to go back to childhood, and I'm going to yeah. reveal this. When I was little, school lunches were really hard for me. I had like a little bit of a food phobia. It's Mm -hmm. weird, but I would only eat stuff that my mom made. Whenever Mm -hmm. I went over to my friends' houses and their moms cooked, it was always a panic moment for me. I would have like little panic attacks. Because their dishes would smell weird, right? Just like I was a very picky eater in a way that was like, problematic when I got to a certain point like I wouldn't eat all day and then be sick when I got home like it was really bad yeah so the way that I got comfortable eating at school because I could not eat the hot lunches I don't know what this was maybe it was like an early anxiety thing Mm -hmm. or whatever I'm certain that's what it was but when I found that I could put soup in a thermos and then eat it at school I could have like hot really comforting warm soup in a thermos then i started eating Mm. at school lunch and so maybe that's why i have this affinity Mm. for soup to this day and you can catch me any day of the week enjoying soup yeah i mean i think what it's showing is that like the only way to enjoy soup is to like have soup uh addressed trauma trauma. yeah wow Maybe. I'm just, say, I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. Like, I think this is why we're friends because we can really challenge each other. Exactly. Have you ever had chicken tortilla soup? You ever had? Okay, chicken tortilla soup. Let's talk about how you put the tortilla chips in the soup. It's so crazy to me that you love hot coffee and then with soup you're like, no. Well, because that's the thing. I think hot if we started, here's the, here's the thing. Maybe if we started a full cultural revolution where we call, where we like put soups more in like a beverage arena because we already drink like bloody mary's mm-hmm. right and sure that's do. and that's essentially soup yeah. you know so maybe we start i always say a good bloody mary is a lunch exactly yeah exactly so maybe i'm always saying it so maybe if we started calling them more like in the beverage sphere you know the way and some people drink like bone broth which sure oh, yeah that's like that's diet culture though yeah yeah i mean that's I, I don't know maybe soup just feels like diet culture oh and that's why you're like Mm-mm. Maybe, i don't i don't know See, maybe that's why i like it is because i feel like i can have a full meal that is soup and no one can say you didn't eat a full meal but you're not i've also been eating <sighs> really over the, over the past three days for some reason like i've really fallen off and like ordered some shitty things for myself late at night like because i'm not going out right now because i'm like 
saving my voice <laughs> for a reason I can't reveal yet. But yeah, for like, sure, for sure. So I'm just trying to be good, and I've been in my house, and like when I'm alone at home, I order the nastiest things for myself because no one can see me, and I'm like feeling like I need to get back to clean eating. What's and nasty for you? Last night I had a whole pizza. Okay, that's not the nastiest thing either. It's also like the summer, and I'm like, I'm eating a pizza. What are you doing is, for the fourth? This, that's that was such a dark sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, listen. <laughs> I, well, I think you know, pizzas are so thin. Um, not this one. It was so good. It was so thick. It was so much cheese. Listen, though, get this. You know what I say? Eat the pizza. Yeah, I say eat the pizza too. I say like, eat what you want. Uh, you know, my obviously like, don't let me dissuade you from eating soup mm-hmm. um no oh, i won't can i say something you will never dissuade me from eating soup wow and wow. next time we next time we enjoy each other for a meal which happens quite frequently i'm gonna eat soup in front of you okay i just can't believe you're closed off to a food you have such a palate let me tell you i've eaten a lot of soup in my life oh, but so it's just it's it's frustrating <laughs> it's so frustrating soup can be so frustrating uh, soup is something that can number be 58. So soup can be so frustrating <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm just tired of having to deal with it. I'm tired of having it be like something that if you go over to someone's place and they're like, yeah, I made dinner and it's soup. And you're just like, but what about food? You know what though? To me, it means they didn't fuck it up because you can't fuck up soup. And if I you fucked so. up soup, yeah, then you fucked up. Then you done fucked life. up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You just throw some things in a broth. And also it's like, you know, I'm a soup lover and I usually love soup. Wow. So this episode <laughs> ended up being a thinker. <laughs> We talked about the state of reality. We talked about queer camaraderie. We talked about the challenging ways in which the new ways we're seeing queerness depicted on screen can challenge even the queerest among us, those who felt we had ourselves figured out. We it was giving NPR. Yeah. It was giving NPR. I mean, like, and I, I, I just want to say that I don't think soup is Terry Gross. <laughs> I think it's Terry Good. <laughs> and with that comedic uh, gem... <laughs> I say we do end every episode with a song. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my god, this. no, thank you for having me. I mean, truly what a what a delight. I mean, a true reader. A true I in I, that he actually reads books. I, and things that are not books. And things that are I not books. I read what, whatever I can. Like oral podcasts. Yes. Oral podcasts. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Sometimes I run. Sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you, but all I really want is to hold you tight. Wow, us bravely giving the Britney version. I know. Well, I I mean, it was you, and I'm just I'm just support. Here's was the I Muna, allowed to sing? Here, here, please, that means it's a fighting culture. Here's the Moona version. Sometimes I run, sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you. No bridge. But all I really want is to hold you tight. I love they did no bridge. Treat you right. Treat you the day and night. Baby, all I need is time. Wow. The bassoon came out. I saw, you know. Period. Bye. <laughs>There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com.